gentlemen, I am the narrator of the Blackwater Podcast. Today we bring you a discussion between two friends discussing the paranormal and personal experiences that only two drunk friends can discuss to the best of their abilities, I suppose. Please hang on tight and enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, this, uh, yeah, um, so I forgot to mention, uh, this is a podcast that contains strong language, mature. Suggestive and very obscene content. So if you get your panties in the bunch easily, don't listen, please. You will be offended. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just be aware of that. It's the Blackwater Podcast. We hope you can swim. This guy in his room had a wall that was over his bed and it was covered with Barbies, right? So he had a little a little shelf for each Barbie. Or I don't know how the fuck he had the setup, right? But they were all over the, the wall and it was covered in Barbies. So I don't remember the specific reason why they ended up sleeping in that room, my friend and his friend. Um, but he says that he woke up sometime around, I don't know, midnight or somewhere around that time, right? So he says... It's like I woke up because my friend got up and he turned on the light, he turned on the TV and he turned on the radio. And I was like, motherfucker, like, what are you doing? Like, it's like the middle of the night. Like, why are you turning all the lights and, you know, turning on the radio and all that shit? And he's like, ah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. So he's like, ah, whatever. He just brushed it off and went back to sleep. So the next morning, this motherfucker's like, so what the fuck? got into you like why'd you do why that? did you do that <laughs> he's like i want answers <laughs> <laughs> he's like he says that some fear if you must sometime in the night um they uh the guy the friend felt footsteps like all over his back right like little tiny footsteps, like just running up and down his like back. Children, oh no, yeah. not like children. No, 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 not like children. Twindies. Like little tiny fucking footsteps. Pixies, twenties. What? Wait, 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 wait. So this guy says, "Okay, so he had a mirror right in front of the bed, which reflected the um, the wall where the dolls were at." And he says that he saw a shitload of missing spots 
all over the wall. And then he said that he was about to like turn around when something grabbed him, grabbed him from the ear and pulled it and said in Spanish, like, no lo digas, no lo digas. Which means don't, don't say talk. it, don't say it. Don't say it. But like it wasn't in like any little girl voice or anything. It was like a deep fucking don't say it, don't say it. So he says that he laid in that bed and he was um he was in shock, right? So then he got up like sometime after and then that's when he started turning the lights and all that shit. And then that's when my friend woke up. He was walking, right? Because my friend lived there and it was his uncle. He says that he was walking past his room and he was on his bed, like the uncle, the owner of the dolls. Oh, yeah. He was sitting on his bed, brushing the doll's hair. And he said that he heard him say, you guys shouldn't have scared them. You know that they're little wussies, right? You fucking shitting me? Meaning the uncle knew about the dolls. That's what fucking got me. I don't know what to say about that, man. God damn it, bro. Like that's some serious shit. Like you shouldn't have you shouldn't have scared them like that. Like 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 he was well aware that those shits were like possessed or something. I don't know what the fuck happened there. What do I say to that? I don't know. Nothing. Like shaking fear. <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh my God. Like I think I think out of out of any everything that I've seen, that's that tops it. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. Like, no. Hell no. I burned the fucking house along with the dolls. And that's like that's just one story. Like, I mean, I've heard like a ton of stories from family members and stuff, and I've experienced a couple myself. So this one's not that scary, but it uh, you'll see why it kind of freaked me the fuck out. So we were like, I was in my room and I went out to the living room mm-hmm. and we had a little table like the one we have right here, but like somewhat bigger. And it was around Christmas time because I remember the Christmas tree was up. And my sisters, at the time, they were like around seven or eight. So they were fairly little, right? Like, so I think I, I think I just, I just woken up from a nap because I was a little like quiet, and a little groggy. I was just like, like, you know, that waking up mood after like yeah. a nap and shit. So I remember going to the living room and I sat down and I remember my sisters were... They had their little coloring books and they were they were both coloring like on the on the little coffee table and it was just us three they were coloring i was sitting down i wasn't talking nobody was talking nobody was making noise there was no tv on nothing i was just sitting down pondering life you know and then i shit you not i clearly heard like a very, very soft, 
like soft and gentle voice. All right, so a little backstory. My sisters, they call themselves niñas, which for those of you who don't know what that means, means girls. It's something that they've been calling themselves since since they, they're able to speak. So they call themselves niñas. And I remember this day she like I heard that voice say like soft and gentle nothing menacing or threatening it was just yes and i heard it i fucking heard it and i was like hey, did i just hear that but i didn't make anything of it i was like um you know i'm waking up like i'm probably tripping right so i lay back on the couch and <laughs> it wasn't like more than two seconds when one of my sisters was like it's like yeah yeah it's like i just heard someone say niñas and when she told me that bro i fucking lost my shit i was like i wasn't oh my god like like i didn't imagine that like this little girl's telling me and then the other one was like yeah i heard it too i didn't say shit i just like looked and I was like, all right, okay. And when she confirmed that I wasn't just like tripping, like that's when I was like, fuck, dude. We ended up telling my mom, and till this day, we don't know what the fuck is that, but you know, it's just fucking creepy. At this point, One of the friends had to um, relieve themselves for they had been drinking since like 6 a.m. in the morning. So for your enjoyment and so that you don't get any um, ideas of leaving, here is the first narrated story by yours truly, the narrator. It's called Charlie. Enjoy. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is. That I am lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destination, like undamned rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine's. Considering his confined to a dark room in an institution, I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time without fail, it all starts again. The neighborhood cats with gouged out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mom's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, 
makes it easy for him to fake normalcy and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking that he's ready for rehabilitation. That I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he is back. <laughs> So, so that's something that you've experienced with a relative. Yeah, yeah, it's something that was confirmed. With one relative. Yeah. One sister. Both. Both sisters. Yeah, they both they both said like they heard it. Oh, okay, okay. okay. One told me straight up, but the other one then's like, yeah, I heard it too. Oh. So. Back in, I want to say 2008, it was a trip that I had taken with, again, my family. We all saw a car with bright lights come towards us, reverse, go right on the wheel to make a right turn to reverse to reverse into the home the car never left from that position so we were you know we were fine we didn't really think much of it it wasn't until the morning that we all woke up and we realized that there was no driveway for that car to go into it was a house that it went into like that video of like there was a police chase and they were chasing right this, through the this, gate this, yeah they were chasing that one car and that motherfucker just went through a gate and then the cops are like what the fuck mm-hmm. so we in the in that night we didn't really think much of it it wasn't until the morning that we really questioned it what did we see you know Again, me being the observant person that I always am and will be, I didn't really think much to say at night, hey, that's a hearse. Because that's what I saw that night. So, you know, me being a kid... 18, not really a kid, but, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, I yeah, think is what I was at. You know, I thought hearses were were fine. I've seen them here in California just as a regular car. People drive them sometimes just as a regular car. Mm. So I thought that's what that was, just someone driving a hearse around as a regular car. It wasn't until, like I said, the morning that we realized that the car had no driveway to drive up. It basically drove up a home, turned off the lights, and that was it. We all went to sleep. 
with me having that thought, we just saw a hearse. But I didn't say it because, again, it's something that you see here in California, maybe in the United States. Um, in the morning, you know, again, is when I finally told them it was a hearse. It was it was a car that carries the dead people. And they freaked out. They told my aunt and my aunt had told them uh, stories that have happened there in her home. And then just in that whole hillside. Yeah. Um, I forget. Oh, no, no, no. I did not forget. It's called Las Cruces. Yeah, I've heard of that place. And it's a hillside over there in, in Tijuana. That's where she lives. She lives like on the very top of it. And it's not scary. Not whatsoever. It's just always at night. Right. At, at night. You don't know where you're going to encounter. God damn. Mm-hmm. And that's not just something that I saw. That's something that all four, all four of us saw. Yeah, it was confirmed by all of your family. Mm-hmm. That was pretty scary. Fuck yeah, I would be tripping balls too. So we told my aunt in the morning, and she told us that just above the other hillside is where they have a cemetery that they've always had for years. And she said what you guys saw was the hearse that was taking the person or... or Taking them to to back to their rest stop. Oh shit! You don't tell a young person that, you know. You're like you're always gonna think, oh shit, it's real. If it is, it is. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff personally that I can say. You know, I've seen stuff that I can say is real, at least in my perspective. But like I said, if you're talking to my parents, they're like, it's nah, just a movie. Fuck that. Fuck es, es el diablo. <laughs> es el diablo. <laughs> it's because you don't clean your room. <laughs> the typical Hispanic. <laughs> Hispanic mom. <laughs> hey, you love got, him. You got el diablo in the corners because you don't, you don't sweep. <laughs> you don't take out your socks. Be like, el diablo is in my socks. If you catch my drift. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine telling your parents as a kid that and then not believing you. Yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Sucks, but you kind of think as a kid, okay, well, then what else did I see? How can I explain this? And you can't. You really can't. Goddamn. All right. Let's do one thing right now. So at this point, Rick and A.D. had been planning an orgy for about two months now. Unfortunately for them, nobody showed up. (laughs) Go figure. You may be wondering why. It's because they're fucking losers, that's why. So, I will not bore you with specifics. Instead, I will give you the last story of the episode. It's called... The Realization, narrated by Rick. 
Enjoy, motherfuckers. There was no pearly gate. The only reason I knew I was in the cave was because I had just passed the entrance. The rock wall rose behind me with no ceiling in sight. And I knew this was it. I knew that this was what religion talked about. What man most feared. I had just entered the gates of hell. I felt the presence of the cave as if it was a living, breathing creature. The stench of rotten flesh overwhelmed me. And then there was the voice. It came from inside and all around. Welcome. Who who are you? I asked, trying to keep my composure. The thing answered, I knew, I knew exactly who this was. You are are the devil? I stuttered quickly losing my composure. Why me? I have lived a good life, as good as I possibly could. The silence took over the space as my words died out. It seemed like an eternity before the response came. What did you expect? The voice was penetrating but patient. I don't know. I have never believed in any of this, I uttered. Is that why I'm here? Silence. I continued. They say that the greatest trick you ever pulled was convincing the world that you didn't exist. (laughs) No. The greatest trick I ever pulled was convincing the world that there is an alternative. Is, Is there no God? I shivered. The cave trembled with the words. Foolish mortal, I am God. enjoy the first episode of the Blackwater Podcast. I am the narrator. I hope to see you next week for episode two, where we will discuss more of the paranormal. I hope that I get to see each and every one of you. Don't forget to subscribe to 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. Don't be late. I, I mean, we, we will be waiting for you. It's for your own benefit, of course. Until next week. Goodbye.